Blog Talk Radio.
aggressive shit, man. I got you. Not this one. Yep. Yep. Greetings and salutations, man. Yeah. We are high frequency But we understand Incorrect information Incorrectly applied can get you hurt 
correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt so we're looking to correctly apply that correct information I would like to welcome you to the foundation all thanks praises honors to the creator and the ancestors as always peace to shout out big up salute to the big brother Yusuf L high frequency radio network creator he is the man check out privatesidesolutions.com <clears throat> but big shout out to Yusuf L uncle Yusuf big brother I guess it depends on how old you are whether he's your uncle or he's your big brother I'll let you decide I want to invite you to check out welcome to the foundation.com check it out welcome to the foundation.com just how yep exactly you can definitely sign up for the email list 100% you know it's free don't cost you nothing PDF section that's free doesn't cost you anything get your educational dance on you can check out the educational tab we got the passport no social part one part two we got the foundation trust primer as well as foundation trust series part one and two i'm still working on the third my man asked me today he was like yo did you do part three yet on the trust series i did not i'm gonna keep it real not yet but i'm gonna definitely get on that i'm working on it I had to learn this whole new software. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying what's happening. Where was I at? Oh, yeah. Welcome to the foundation.com. That educational tab, you know. Check it out. You can find the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram if you're into that. You can also book a consultation. And you can make a donation all at the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. Just, you know. Just check out, check out the, you know. I trust y'all are hearing me clear, clearing concisely. We got a great show for you today. This stuff is crazy. We're going to get into it. Peace to all the listeners. Definitely want to say that. Peace to all the listeners, all the live listeners, all the live callers, all the live internet listeners, all the live listeners. I don't know how y'all doing it. Definitely want to say peace to all the archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners. You know, you know, live to me is just as good as archive. So shout out to everybody doing your dance, checking out the foundation. I also want to say peace to all the trustees in private trustee training. Email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com if you're interested in trustee training. It's, it's going down. I also want to say Peace to anyone who's investing in their private education, as well as anyone that we've done business with in the private, anyone who sent an email, well wishes, current event, shout out, peace, big up, whatever. Definitely want to say peace to y'all. Appreciate it. It's a beautiful thing. Before we get started, I want to say shout out to all of the clients and trustees that administer an LLC or corporation that received 
its stimulus, whether it be a loan or whatever it was. Congratulations. Definitely. It is the public entities that are, you know, to be partaking of the public benefits and, you know, at arm's length without co-mingling, we administer these public entities through private contract trust entities. Like I said, if you're interested, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I'm not playing at all. (laughs) But I'm going to jump into these current events, yo, because, I mean, the current events are crazy. I do have a crazy show lined up. This, yo, the Great Reset, Globalization 4.0. And y'all might think, like, oh, this dude's so... He just came up with a cold name for the show, you know? I like it. You know, that's no, no, it's it's not, no. What I'm what I'm trying to tell y'all is it's about to go down, is what I'm saying. When, you know, all the things I've been talking about for the past four years, four plus years, it's about to go down. The Great Reset is not what I named it. Well, I definitely named the show, but this is after um, what is being called for by... Entities such as the World Economic Forum, Global Shapers, as well as His Royal Highness himself, the Prince of Wales. I'm not playing. We're going to jump into Globalization 4.0. That's the plan. These fools are about to meet in Geneva, Switzerland. It's about to go down. The Great Reset. I didn't make it up. I'm just, I'm, I'm appropriating what they're calling this initiative. The Globalization 4.0 plan. Um I'm just appropriating appropriating what they claim is their initiative. I'm going to break it all down as much as I understand it, even though most of us read at a third grade level. It is what it is. But first, I want to get into these current events. I definitely, you know, hey, because it's going down in the current events as well. Meanwhile, this is on NPR.org. NP, P as in Peter, Paul Pan. Millions of Americans skip payments as tidal wave of defaults and evictions looms. Americans are skipping payments on mortgages, auto loans, and other bills. Normally, that could mean massive foreclosures, evictions, car repossessions, and people's credit getting destroyed. But much of that has been put on pause. Help from Congress and Leniency from lenders have kept impending financial disaster at bay for millions of people, but that may not last for long. The problem is that these efforts aim to create a financial bridge to the future for people who've lost their income in the pandemic. But the bridge is only half built for one thing. The help still isn't reaching many people who need it. Um, We got Baird. Baird, a disabled veteran. Hold on, I lost my spot, man. The thing, the thing. I'm blaming the, I'm blaming the computer. I didn't print this article off. I'm, uh, here we go. My wife. Here we go. Baird. His last name is Baird. My wife has filed, certified every week for unemployment for ten weeks now, and they have done nothing. This is Jonathan Baird of Brewston, Tennessee. Tennessee. Quote, we struggled. Baird is a disabled veteran, not injured in wartime, who gets a small disability pension 
when the pandemic hit, his wife lost her job as a home health aide. That was most of their income. And like many other contract workers, she has run into long delays trying to collect unemployment. Meanwhile, Baird says his mortgage company told him that he didn't qualify for a federal program to postpone payments. Many homeowners have been given wrong or misleading information from lenders. And it appears that is what happened in Baird's case. Baird also called Ford to try to get a break from his payments, his pickup truck. Quote, when I contacted them, they told me that there was nothing they could do, end quote. He says, quote, just basically make your payment or suffer the late fees, end quote. He says a call center worker told him that he didn't qualify for any help because he was late on a car payment last year. When NPR contacted Ford, the company said it it is not its policy. And after reviewing the case, the company is now letting Baird skip his next single car payment, which he says is a big help. Quote, we're paycheck to paycheck people like most. And when you take away that paycheck, especially for this length of time, we have to make the decision vehicle or food. Ford says the company is allowing many customers hurt financially during the pandemic related shutdowns to skip payments. And millions of people are getting help from all kinds of lenders. According to the latest available numbers from the credit bureau TransUnion, about 3 million auto loans and 15 million credit card accounts are in some kind of program to let people skip or make partial payments. Man, that's a lot of people, man. Um, those are probably low estimates, according to the analytics company Black Knight, K-I-N-I-G, wait, K-N-I-G-H-T, I'm dyslexic today, 4.75 million homeowners have entered into forbearance plans. It's not good. Lawmakers don't want these delayed payments to hurt credit scores. Congress mandated that people who were current on their payments before the outbreak should still be reported as current on their payments while in a hardship program, and that appears to be working for now. But looking ahead, advocates say people could run into big trouble because the terms of these hardship programs can be all over the map. Credit cards, auto loans, installment loans, there are no federal guidelines. This is, ah, oh man. I don't know that, I don't know how to specific this name. This is the director at the nonprofit Centers for Responsible Lending. Um, she says when it comes time to make up for all those skip payments, there are federal rules for repayment plans for home mortgages, but not for many other types of loans. So she says lawmakers need to protect people. Mm-hmm. This is NPR.org. I'm not going to finish that because I got crazy, crazy current events. We'll move on to the next one, CNBC.com, which carries on with the theme. A housing apocalypse is coming as protections... across the country expire and then check this out if you know someone or you are facing eviction cnbc would like to hear from you please email the reporter so they want to hear your story make a news out of it while you lose your home by the blind even before the pandemic the u.s was experiencing what housing experts and advocates deemed an eviction crisis more than two million people face eviction each year far more than the number of people who faced foreclosure at the height of the 2008 mortgage crisis. Experts expect the eviction crisis to get far worse in the coming months. The economic recession has hit renters especially hard. They make up a disproportionate share of service sector jobs, an industry that has been decimated 
as a result of the coronavirus shutdowns um, decimated the word decimated means 10% I'm just, just so y'all know a lot of people say you know think that look let me not digress because I'm going to digress I'm arguing because <laughs> you know y'all know I'm very specific so maybe decimated isn't the proper you know term to be using in this but anyways um between March 25th and April 10th of this year, nearly half of renters aged 18 to 64 reported that they were having trouble paying their rent or utilities, were food insecure, or couldn't afford needed medical care. This is according to the Urban Institute. Thousands of tenants have been missing rent payments over the, fa- the past few months. <clears throat> oh, wow. People of color have fared, have, I'm sorry, have fared far worse than white renters due to the disproportionate job loss in their communities. The Urban Institute reports about 25% of black and Latino renters reported not paying or deferring rent in May compared to 14% of white renters. Um, I don't keep people in their homes. The federal government banned evictions in federally assisted properties through July 25th and some cities and states, including Massachusetts, New York, and Michigan put their own temporary temporary eviction moratoriums in place, but many of those bans begin expiring this month. Depending on the state, according to Princeton University's eviction lab, which tracks evictions across the country. Plus, the extra $600 per week in federal unemployment benefits is set to expire at the end of July. That extra money is, quote, what has been allowing many people who have lost their jobs to continue paying rent, end quote. This is Solomon Green, a senior fellow in housing policy at the Urban Institute. Coupled with the end of eviction moratoriums, the U.S. is likely to experience an uptick in evictions nationwide in the coming weeks. Evicting people in the middle of a global health crisis puts them at greater risk of contracting and spreading COVID-19, turning a catastrophe into an apocalypse, said Aaron Carr, founder and executive director of the Housing Rights Initiative. Quote, a lot of people could be on the streets, especially in places like New York City that already have a homeless problem. It could turn into a homeless nightmare. How to stop the coming crisis? What we got here? If you're facing an eviction, CAR suggests contacting a nonprofit tenant organization in your area and your elected officials as soon as you can. That said, the crisis requires a large-scale government response, according to experts. If state and local governments don't step in to help soon, there will be a tsunami of evictions and a spike in homelessness nationwide that will devastate not just individuals in their communities but the economy broadly. This is Diane Yentl, Dine, my bad, Dine, I'll be trying, President and CEO of National Low Income Housing Coalition. Now more than ever, housing is health care, says Yentel. Ensuring housing stability for, it, for all is both a more imperative and a public health necessity. Huh. More news on Reuters. U.S. deficit for May nearly doubles to $399 billion. The United States federal budget deficit in May doubled to $399 billion from a year earlier amid continued strong spending on coronavirus relief programs and 25% drop in receipts. The Treasury said 
today. What else we got? Reuters.com. Dollar sinks to three-month lows as the Fed keeps easing policies. And this is, you know, hey, this is going to continue because of the stimulus that's going on. The dollar extended its losses, dropping to a fresh three-month low against a basket of currencies after the Federal Reserve made no policy changes as expected and pledged to continue its asset purchases aimed at stabilizing a U.S. economy that has been ravaged. And they'll, they'll blame it on the virus. But it was, it was happening before that. But yeah, of course, that made it worse. It definitely made it worse. It didn't help, didn't help at all. The Fed also did not announce any measures to cap the rise of bond yields, as some have speculated. In a press briefing, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said the committee did discuss controlling the yield curve, but said its effectiveness remained an open question. So the yield curve inverting, they're talking about controlling that. The greenback fell to three-month lows against the euro, sterling, and Swiss franc. After the Fed statement, it slid to a three-week low versus the yen. The Fed, in a statement today after a two-day meeting, repeated its promise of continued extraordinary support for the economy. As policymakers projected a 6.5% decline in gross domestic product this year and a 9.3% unemployment rate at year's end. Man, they're admitting to a projected 9.3% unemployment rate. I think that's a big deal, yo. It also promised... To maintain bond purchases at the current pace of around $80 billion per month in treasuries and $40 billion per month in agency and mortgage-backed securities. Quote, this is consistent with what the market pretty much expected that the Fed wouldn't do anything. This is Mark Chandler, chief market strategist at Bannockburn Forex in New York Chandler had expected the Fed to announce a yield control policy, but thought that the U.S. Central Bank could announce it by the end of the summer. He added that the Fed's forecast of growth suggested a V-shaped recovery. Yeah, well, uh, (laughs) I'm not holding my breath. I suggest you don't either. Moving forward, Reuters again, possible Fed move to cap yield rise could further weaken the dollar. Not even going to read further. That's all you need to know. S&P 500 Dow finished lower in volatile trade on the Fed forecasts. There went the there went the market. Uh, here we go. Fed's Powell. No, let me get this. Tailored brands may seek Chapter 11 protecting protect protection if the effect continues from the pandemic. Men's warehouse owner Tailored Brands Incorporated said today it may have to seek bankruptcy protection or discontinue operations if the crisis continues to pummel sales. The retailer said it has taken decisive actions to manage liquidity, including borrowing money while opening nearly half of its stores across the United States and Canada. Shares of the company down 70% for the year rose about 17% after the bell Apparel retailers have been among the worst hit as their businesses were considered non-essential and their stores had to be closed. They were forced to limit operations to online, which led to furloughing of staff and unpaid leases 
and rents. Reuters, U.S. companies vow to fight racism but face critics on diversity. In the past, U.S. corporations have largely remained silent as protests erupted over killings of African Americans by police officers. That changed May 25th in Minneapolis, which has set off a flurry of corporate statements of solidarity with the so-called black community, along with pledges of more than $1.7 billion to advocate and advance racial justice and equity. The unprecedented outpouring of support, however, has stirred up criticism along with praise. Many social justice advocates, corporate diversity experts, and investors say companies also need to focus on equity in their own ranks, especially by hiring and promoting minority workers. I don't know. You think that'll, you think that'll happen? We'll see. Fed Powell put spotlight on unequal U.S. economy, citing pain and racial injustice. Man, you got the federal. I don't know what this means to you. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said today that the coronavirus crisis is worsening racial inequality and delivered a passionate pledge to reverse the massive U.S. job losses that have fallen most heavily on blacks and other minorities. U.S. job losses. Race, gender, and the economically corrosive effects of inequality have become more frequent topics for Fed speeches and research in recent years, but Powell's remarks were unusually pointed. The biggest thing the Fed can do to combat high black unemployment and other economic inequalities, inequities, he said, is to use his tools to push down unemployment. Oh, my God. So the Fed is jumping in on this, too. The economy can have very low unemployment, very low unemployment, without sparking inflation or financial imbalances. Powell said in a news conference, quote, we can use our tools to support the labor market and support the economy. We can use them until we do fully recover, end quote. He went on to say, I want to acknowledge the tragic events that have again put a spotlight on the pain of racial injustice in this country. He added that there's no place for racism in the United States. He didn't say anything about America, y'all. Y'all understand the United States is a corporation. They have, they have like Civil rights. Everyone deserves the opportunity to participate fully in our society and our economy. I mean, I don't know how y'all feel about it. Maybe you can kind of, you know, infer how I feel about it. But, you know, I don't really get too much into my opinions, or at least I try not to. Just because, you know, I just be trying to bring the news, man. I just be trying to speak the truth. Moving forward, though, better three months late than never for Fed Main Street loans, Powell says. It is not too late for the small and medium-sized U.S. businesses to benefit from Federal Reserve's Main Street Lending Program, Chair Jerome Powell said today, even though its launch in the coming days will be nearly three months after the central bank announced a nearly $600 billion program. Check it out, Main Street. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about real quick, man. I'm going you know, to digress just a little bit with the fact that if Okay, let me let me just say this because I'm not, I'm not trying to rub it in, but one of the main things with regards to going private and setting up your private estate is typically setting up a LLC or corporation, something that is public facing but is wholly owned and controlled by family um, entities, family trusts. Let's just say that because it does. You can have a corporation that's owned by multiple different trusts 
Same thing with an LLC. I'm not really going to get into that, but that's a big thing when it comes to trustee training. That's why um, business credit and setting up your business, setting up your LLC or your corporation, getting it pro- properly classified on the federal and state level, level, getting everything in order is is a part of you know trustee training because that's a part of the private estate. In my opinion, um, in this day and age, and pretty much since the industrial Re- revolution, part of your private estate is having um, interest held privately in public entities. The public entity, the LLC, can take advantage of, you know, business credit, can take advantage of, you know, benefits. Don't necessarily bring liability on the private estate. That's why, you know, a lot of people say, you know, Trump went bankrupt. Um, I would be begged to differ. Uh, I would suggest that you research that and understand how many companies that he's bankrupted and how many how many times he's actually gone personally personally bankrupt and that's that's the name of the game when you start understanding this thing so those of us in trustee training those of us who you know um who understand this and those of you who are you know private clients maybe have just um you know done a consultation just you know specifically just to get your llc and your business set up and um you know get it properly classified and get it set up in the correct way so that you can you know start um using that entity um, for the benefit of your private estate or for just for the benefit of you individually, you know, we're able to apply for the economic disaster loan. Seriously. Um, and I have been getting a lot of phone calls from, you know, um, clients as well as trustees very, very grateful and thankful because they had a corporation or an LLC that was administered by the private estate that was able to apply for an economic disaster loan. If you're in an LLC or a corporation, that corporation applied for the loan and that corporation received the loan. This was part of the wealth transfer is what I'm saying. So those of you who were able to get your hands on, you know, um, the control of a proper, you know, the uh, a properly set up and classified entity were able to, on behalf of the entity, apply for the economic disaster loans or whatever. And they're starting to, people are starting to get their money or the companies, uh, my bad, the companies are starting to get their money. You know, it's money because, you know, these companies, these corporations are citizens, U.S. citizens. So. For those of you, you know, who are trustees or, you know, private clients of the foundation and have your LLC and you apply, because a lot of people hit me up and were like, yo, should we apply for that? I was like, yo, you got a company, a corporation. They'd be like, yeah. I'm like, yes, the company should. And then a lot of, you know, hey, and it's, yo, it's like a mortgage. The loan's like 30 years, man. It's 30 years, man. And if it was under 25000 there was no security agreement. So it was part of the wealth transfer. But here is what they're talking about. Now, just now, Powell said today, Jerome Powell said today, it's it's going to launch in the coming days. The Main Street loans, Main Street, the Main Street lending program. Y'all understand what I'm saying? 
It's just about the launch. So if you didn't get a part of the other stuff, and if maybe you maybe you got like some of the unemployment, the six hundred bucks or something like that, the other companies, corporations, are getting tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm saying all this to say this: it's, it's really time to get your private estate in order, and it's really time to get you know, it's it's time. If you if you have never, I mean. Planned as the Fed's first foray since the Great Depression into providing credit to the real economy rather than just financial sector, it has yet to extend dollar a dollar in loans, and the worst of the crisis spawned by the coronavirus pandemic may have already passed. Is it too late? No, Powell said during his press conference following the Fed's latest two-day policy meeting. We have significant interest, we think. Powell also said the program will be left open for new loans as long as needed. The program has presented the stiffest challenge to the Fed of all the emergency relief measures it has introduced since the COVID-19 outbreak through the U.S. economy into free fall. Complaints from lobbyists, bankers, and small business advocates that the original parameters were too inflexible and the loan size is too big has already prompted the Fed to retool the program significantly twice. Powell said today, Repeated that the Fed will make more changes if needed to see that the Main Street program is effective in funneling capital to businesses that will generally be too big to qualify for other programs such as Small Business Administration's Payroll Protection Program or too small to tap public arenas like the bond market. So pay tax protection, emergency loan, depending on what type of entities you were administering or you had under your administrative control. You may or may not, you know, you may or may not be sitting really dope right now. I don't know, though. You know, it depends. Hopefully this information, you know, from the foundation and, you know, high frequencies have been able to put you in a position that has, you know, has changed your life. For real, because that's that's what this is all about, as far as I'm concerned. Dollar slips, commodity currencies gain as risk sentiment improves. U.S. dollar fell and commodity currencies gained. You got it. You know, okay. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Gold extends gains on dovish Fed statement. Gold rose nearly 1% to a one-week high today after the U.S. Federal Reserve held onto its pledge to ease the economic pain from the coronavirus, boosting bullion safe haven appeal. So as the stimulus continues, as more and more money gets thrown out into the public, you got to understand the currency value is going to decrease. Against real tangible assets such as gold and silver. These things that I've been talking about for years, yo. Literally. For years. Oil rises nearly 2% to a three-month high despite surprise inventory built. I don't even know. It's a surprise. There's a whole bunch of inventory and the prices are still going up. What's, what's good with that? Tesla shares surge past I don't know. I think a lot of the stimulus is going in the stock market, um, but hey, uh, uh, Elon Musk told his staff it was time to bring the Tesla semi-commercial truck to volume production. Musk, in an email seen by Reuters, did not specify a time frame. They're trying to say, oh, it's about the semi-truck. I'm going to tell you it's about the stimulus, man. Your company's getting this money, this money, and they're putting money in the stock market. Man, I know people, man, got more money. Look, they more I'm gonna, let me stop talking, man. Tesla shares surge past 1,000. I said that right. I said that right. 
<clears throat> you know what? I'm done with the current events. Let's let's get into the show, man. We're gonna get into the show. The Great Reset. This is crazy. This is absolutely yo. This this is it's amazing. It's definitely amazing. But it's crazy. So the Great Reset and the Globalization 4.0 plan. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing because it's not funny. Check this out. Here we go. This thing keeps trying to fall. Y'all ever heard of the World Economic Forum? You all can check out weforum.org. I'm telling you, World Economic Forum. This is not a game. I'm not playing. This is not hysteria. I'm not trying to like be on some conspiracy stuff, dude. I'm not playing. For real, this is it. Um, and not to say that this is something to be concerned about, but this is definitely something to be watching and, and, and see what's going on as this pandemic you know, progresses and as these people start to get into position. Look, the context, I'm telling you, the Great Reset. Jump jump into Google, type in the Great Reset, and WE Forum. It's the World Economic Forum, F-O-R-U-M. Just jump. We can, we can do this together. The context, the COVID-19 crisis and the political, economic, and social disruptions it has caused... So we blame everything on the virus still is fundamentally changing the traditional context for decision making. The inconsistencies, inadequacies and contradictions of multiple systems from health and financial to energy and education are more exposed than ever amidst a global context of concern for lives, livelihood and the planet. Leaders find themselves at a historic crossroads managing short-term pressure against medium and long-term uncertainties. Y'all think I'm playing with this. I ain't playing. The opportunity. As we enter a unique window of opportunity to reshape the recovery, this initiative will offer insights to help inform all those determining the future state of global relations. Okay, so check this out. This initiative for insights. Man, I'll be reading I'll be reading, I'll be studying, I'll be sitting around, people, what you doing? I'm, I'm like, I'm studying, you think I'm a nerd, I'm a super nerd, I love being a nerd, I don't care. This initiative will offer insights to help inform all those determining the future state of global relations. So this is going to inform the people who are going to determine the future state of global relations. You understand what I'm saying? The direction of national economies, the priorities of societies. My goodness, what are we talking about here? The nature of business models and the management of a global commons, drawing from the vision and vax expertise of the leaders engaged across the forum's communities, the Great Reset Initiative has a set of dimensions to build a new social contract that honors the dignity of every human being. Yo, I need to draw y'all attention to what is going on right now, man. If you're just joining the show, man, we're talking about the Great Reset. Globalization 4.0 plan. We're talking about the World Economic Forum. Y'all can pull this up on your phones. You can pull this up on your laptops, your PCs, whatever you need to do. Do your dance because... Um, while this stuff is going on, while these riots are going on, while all this stuff is going on, these global future determining 
people, <laughs> you know what I mean, on the planet are making moves and they're making plans and we're not included. You understand what I'm saying? Look, I want to speak about opportunity. All right. Opportunity is everywhere. In 2020, so many opportunities lay at our fingertips through the Internet, through social media and centralized databases that, in my opinion, so L, there is no reason or excuse to poor anymore. I know I know it's some crazy stuff to say, but I, I'm truly sitting here standing here saying in this day and age, in the age of information, there's no reason nor excuse to be poor anymore. We live in the age of information. This is true, but what is information without purpose? What is knowledge without action? Those among us, those that apply intention and action to knowledge and information, we may appear to be exceptional or gifted, possibly divine, yet we, specifically me, so L, are all generally, and you, all of us, equal. We're equal in ability, and we're typically equal in life expectancy and opportunity. The differences manifest when action or inaction is measured. I hope y'all follow what I'm saying. Some say good and evil in action. As speaker of truth, it is my duty not only to attempt to speak to those that can hear, but also to bring awareness to your greatness, bring awareness to your divinity, and to bring awareness to your abilities, all of you, all of us. This mission and its results are a happy occasion, and celebrations are welcome and encouraged. The reunification of our family unit is the charitable purpose of the foundation, specifically through trust and trust education. I say this because my family was tore up. And I understand firsthand what it's like to come up in a tour family without this information, without this knowledge, and without a purpose. Thus, I created the foundation. Freedom is sweet and it's deserved after all the work of trusteeship. These pleasantries acknowledged through hard work, consistency, dedication, and sacrifice are beautiful. Yet since I possess certain keys, which I do, I possess certain keys. I know that extremes meet. An example, the double or opposite of the pursuit of the foundation, okay, and me, so L, would be something like the World Economic Forum. As I have initiated in trust the pursuit to educate my people to bring my people out of economic ignorance and jetic servitude, which I would consider a noble cause, of course. But I understand as I possess certain keys that there is a such thing as polarity and there exist opposites and if I, so L, stand here with what I consider to be a noble cause, charitable cause, in what is to be known as the Foundation LLC Trust, 
I know that there are those who stand opposite of me, which in turn would be opposite of us. Would you not agree? So what I'm saying is we need to understand what's going on on the other side as well as frolic and be happy and fun and also carefree on this side because extremes meet and we must be prepared. So what I'm telling you is reset a unique twin summit to begin in 2021 the great reset would be the theme of a unique twin summit in january 2021 convened by the world economic forum the great reset is a commitment to jointly and urgently build the foundations of our economic and social system for a more fair sustainable and resilient future okay so this is these are the 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 reasonings being used for this great reset. I want y'all to follow the move. It requires a new social contract centered on hum- human dignity. Last time I was I, last time I remember in history that I've learned reading about a new contract was FDR, y'all. The New Deal. <clears throat> it requires a new social contract centered on human dignity, social justice, and where societal progress does not fall behind economic development. The global health crisis has laid bare longstanding ruptures in our economies and societies and created a social crisis that urgently requires decent, meaningful jobs. Check this out. They're, they're scared. I think they're scared of the people. The Twin Summit will be both in-person and virtual, connecting key global governmental and business leaders in Davos with a global multi-stakeholder network in 400 cities around the world around the world for a forward-oriented dialogue driven by the younger generation. Mhm. They got us. The Great Reset will be the theme of a unique twin summit, blah, blah, blah. The 51st World Economic Forum annual meeting will bring together global leaders from government, business, and civil society and stakeholders. Stakeholders in what? The global society? From around the world in a unique configuration that includes both in-person and virtual dialogues. Quote, we only have one planet and we know that Climate change could be the next global disaster with even more dramatic consequences for humankind. We have to decarbonize the economy in the short window still remaining and bring our thinking and behavior once more into harmony with nature, end quote. This is Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. Quote, in order to secure our future and to prosper, we need to evolve our economic model and put people and planet at the heart of a global value creation. If there is one critical lesson to learn from this crisis, it is that we need to put nature at the heart of how we operate. We simply can't waste more time. This is his royal highness, the Prince of Wales, fam. Not playing with y'all, not playing with y'all. If if I sound angry, it's because I'm passionate. Quote, the Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. We must build more equal, inclusive, and sustainable economies and societies that are more resilient in the face of pandemics, climate change, and the many other global changes we face. This is Antonio Gutierrez, Secretary General of the United Nations. Oh, yeah, the United Nations is involved in this. Oh, you thought not? You thought not? And you know how much 
we here at High Frequency love the UN. Oh, yes. The Great Reset. Where was I at? A great reset is necessary to build a new societal contract that honors the dignity of every human being. The global health crisis is laid bare. We said, well, okay. Nor can we turn our backs on the evils of racism and discrimination. We need to build into this new social contract our intergenerational responsibility to ensure that we live up to the expectations of the young people. Who are the young people? We'll get to that in a second. COVID-19 has accelerated our transition into the age of the fourth Industrial revolution. Have you ever heard of that? Huh. We have to make sure that the new technologies in the digital, biological, and physical world remain human-centered and serve society as a whole, providing everyone with fair access. This global pandemic has also demonstrated, again, how interconnected we are. We have to restore a functioning system of smart global cooperation structured to address the challenges of the next 50 years. The Great Reset will require us to integrate all stakeholders of global society into a community of common interest, purpose, and action. We need a change of mindset, moving from short-term to long-term thinking, moving from shareholder capitalism to stakeholder responsibility. Environmental, social, and good governance have to be a measured part of corporate and governmental accountability. This Innovative Summit will be a very different annual meeting reflecting the spirit of the Great Reset. It will provide a unique opportunity at the beginning of 2021 to bring together the key global government and business leaders in Davos, yet framed within a global multi-stakeholder summit driven by the younger generation to ensure that the Great Reset dialogue pushes beyond the boundaries of traditional thinking and truly is forward-oriented. To do so, the World Economic Forum will draw on thousands of young people in more than 400 cities around the world who will be interconnected with the powerful virtual hub network to interact with leaders in Davos. The announcement of the Great Reset was made by His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, and Professor Schwab during a virtual meeting, followed by statements by U.N. Secretary General, General Antonio Gutierrez and IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva. Yo, and you can check it out. There's a video where the Prince of Wales, the Prince of the England or whatever, he jumps on, he's talking and stuff, man. Yo, you think I'm playing? And they talk about they're going to bring the people together and they're going to listen to the young people. You know what the young people are, right? You ever heard of the Global Shapers community? The Global Shapers community is more than 420 hubs and over 11,000 Global Shapers and alumni. What are the Global Shapers, you ask? Oh, oh, no problem. Well, here we go. Globalshapers.org. A tipping point with the largest youth population in history, there is an unprecedented opportunity for young people to take an active role in shaping the future. This generation has inherited enormous global challenges, but has the ability to confront the status quo and offer youth-led solutions for change. Oh, okay. So this is youth-led solutions for change. So this is what these guys were talking about at the World Economic Forum. Well, I would like to know more. Okay. Let me read more. A grassroots network. Grassroots. Born out of the World Economic Forum. Oh. Oh, okay. It was born out. Okay. The Global Shapers community is a network of inspiring young people under the age of 30 working together to address local, regional, global, and global challenges. With more than 7,000 members, the Global Shapers community spans 369 city-based hubs in 171 countries. 
in each city, teams of shapers self-organized to create projects that address the needs of their community. Projects are wide. Okay, it sounds great. A global footprint. Shapers look for opportunities. Yeah, that sounds great. Power of teams. Is a student of global shapers. Ah, I like it. Let me read more. Shapers in the world. In 2011, Professor Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, founded the Global Shapers. Oh, so the professor who introduced this whole great reset with the Prince of Wales, the Prince of England or whatever, you know what I'm saying? He's the one who founded the Global Shapers. Oh, oh. but he founded it to empower young people to play an active role in shaping local, regional, and global agendas. The Global Shippers Community is a nonprofit organization registered in Geneva, Switzerland, and housed at the World Economic Forum. The forum's contribution to the Shippers organization includes significant financial and in-kind contributions for operational support, including staff time, technology tools, and opportunities to interact and collaborate with this membership network. Oh, okay, so the global shapers were created by the same person who is in cohorts with the Prince of Wales over there in England to pop off this whole great reset. Y'all need to watch this video. Go to www.wefourum.org forward slash great hyphen reset and watch the video and check out what the Prince says, and I'm quoting, check this out. They say, we need to capture the imagination and will of humanity. They, they're calling on restoration of biodiversity, which I agree with. Talking about changing the relationship between, check this out, and y'all need to watch this so y'all know I'm not, because I could be lying. I could be absolutely telling straight up lies right now. But my man said, actually, he's not my man. I don't even know this man. I don't even know if he's a man. I don't know what's going on over there. You know what I'm saying? But what they, who, who they call the Prince of Wales said, changing the relationship between wild, domestic, and human animals makes pandemics more likely. Human animals. Human animals. This is how this dude is talking. Y'all need to watch this video and see how they're talking. Reorientate our long-standing incentive structures. You know, you know what that sounds like. Sounds like a great reset. They want to reorientate our long-standing incentive structures for what? Incentive structures for business, for profit. Incentive structures for going to work. Incentive structures for what? What long-standing incentive structures? Y'all got to man rebalance investments, accelerating sustainable investments. He said there's a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity, an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. This is the Prince of Wales. He also said carbon pricing. Carbon pricing. Carbon pricing equals to me carbon tax. Yep. And ultimately, you know, I, I hate to boil this, this whole thing down into it being about money and really ultimately if it's about money then it's about energy but that's what it is 
to me, this is what I see. I see it being about energy. This great reset that they're talking about, it's already happening. It's already happening. I think the push out to 2021 in this summit, it doesn't matter. Once they start announcing this stuff, you got to understand, the International Monetary Fund pushes policy through white papers, and then in the white paper, they say that it's not pushing policy, even though you can look at the history of these things and see that it's pushing policy in banks and financial institutions. With these global shapers, these, these young people who are sponsored by this Klaus dude and this Prince cat, look, and I ain't talking Prince Nelson, you know what I'm saying? I do not in any way, shape, or form believe that these fools have our best interests in mind, and I think a lot of this stuff is going to catch a lot of us off guard. So what I'm saying is, is, not only is the value of this United States currency continuing to fall and going to continue to fall, and I showed you through the current events that they're putting out in the newspapers for all of us to see, but we have a global initiative to create a new social contract through this Great Reset World Economic Forum. I'm serious. Y'all probably was like, yo, that was a cool name for the show. No, I copied and pasted this name from the World Economic Forum. It's a crazy name for what they're actually doing and about to do and actually have already started, fam. They've already started it. So what does this mean? To me, what it means is the value of the currency is going to continue to plummet while there's going to be new systems and incentive structures that are going to be erected right before our eyes and they're going to be implemented, powered up before most of us even understand what happened, what's going on, and how this implicates or affects us, my family, my everyday living, my life, my nutrition, so on and so forth. That's number one. Number two, here comes the carbon tax. They're about to make us feel bad for the shit that they, excuse my language, but for the shit that they did with their corporations to the planet, and they're going to tax the people and call it a carbon tax and say, you know, in order to become carbon neutral. And how, how are they going to tax the people? They're going to tax the corporations, and the corporations, through their goods and services, are going to pass that tax on to the people who are buying and purchasing the goods and services. With further deflated currency and I also have been told that there's going to be a, a food shock soon so what am I saying I'm saying this if not now when do you think it's time for you to go private when do you think it's time for you to start learning how to administer private contract trusts that are protected by the Constitution against impairing of the contract. When is it time to get you and your stuff, your estate? People are like, what, is, what does the state mean? Eh, what is your estate? It's pretty much all your stuff and your family stuff. Your family estate, my family stuff. When do you think is it? When is it time for you to get you and your family and your family's estate out of the public? Do you even understand what's going on? I bet you. We're going to read this thing. I had to read this thing like twice to understand what these dudes are talking about. Why? Because it's slick, it's slick language. That's why. 
because this dude is a prince. This dude is a prince, and he's been royalty his entire life, and my man talks cold business, cold business. I was a little envious and jealous for a second until I realized that this man is on the other side of the board from me. But it's sometimes, you know, you got to admire your enemies. I understand who I am and I know who my enemies are. I know where enemy territory is. And I know that it's best to get my things and my people outside of enemy territory. And the best thing that I can do for y'all is to teach trust administration. I do not sell trusts. We teach trust administration through an educational curriculum and format. And there are materials that go along with the education. Beyond that, I don't know what to tell you. say this, and I, and I mean no disrespect, because y'all my people, y'all my family, y'all my brothers, y'all my sisters, I love y'all, man, this is the reason why I do this, like, I, you know, I'm good, I'm, I'm telling y'all I'm good, people who know me know I'm good, we haven't even figured out this system yet, and they're about to reset it, are you, do you feel successful? <laughs> Do you feel like you, you figured it out? Do you feel like you made it in America and you're living in the American dream or whatever the hell they're talking about? Do you feel like it? Yo, go to the World Economic Forum and check that they're about to do a great reset on this whole entire system. They're about to rebalance investments, accelerating sustainable investments. They're about to reorientate longstanding incentive structures. And they're talking about changing the relationship between wild domestic and human animals. Man, y'all got to watch the video. It's an hour and some change. You got to watch that video. You got to pay attention to what's happening in that video. You got to understand what they're saying in that video. You might have to watch it twice. But I would pay attention specifically to what that so-called prince is saying. Because this is no joke, man. This is no joke. This is what I've been talking about. This is what I've been saying. You think there's going to be this huge wealth transfer without this huge reset and there's going to be mad casualties and I'm trying to get y'all ahead of this. The best way I can help get y'all ahead of this is to teach y'all trust administration. That's it. You can, you can think I'm tripping. You can think I'm playing. The foundation is understanding trust administration, contract law, jurisdiction, separation of powers, arms length, and not not self-dealing. And understand you and understand and teach you how to stand on the validity of the trust contract as a legal, lawful, separate entity. Recognized to do business in this weird system, man. If the loan to your to the company was twenty was less than twenty five thousand dollars, they didn't even ask for a security agreement. Some people don't make twenty thousand five twenty five thousand dollars in a year. But if you set up your business even thirty days before the pandemic hit, you stood to get thousands and thousands of dollars through a corporation, direct deposited into a business account. This is what I've been trying to get y'all in the position for. 
I've been telling y'all the wealth transfer was coming. I've been telling y'all they're about to reset this stuff. I've been telling y'all it's not a game. And I speak like this because I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't really deal with fear too much. I really don't. I really don't deal with fear too much. But, man, some of, some of the, the, one of the, the thing that I fear is looking at my people and not being able to help them. And I'm telling you, if you don't somehow learn private contract trust administration from a proper mentor or program, you are probably not going to make it. And I don't mean you're going to die. I'm just saying, man, look, you're going to get on this other side of this transition. You're going to be economically distressed. You're going to be really apt to these socialist agendas. And, and it's because you're going to do your dance over there and be mad and maybe even resentful towards us. We, we took this knowledge, this information, and we applied it to action and intention. My concern is for y'all. My concern is that me and my family is moving around and we see a family that looks like us, but we can't help and they're going through it and they ain't going to make it. My concern is having to explain that to my children and seeing Superman daddy not being able to be Superman daddy in that situation. That's my concern. And y'all can go to this World Economic Forum. Go go check it out, man. This ain't no conspiracy, man. I ain't make this up. I'm not over here talking about, oh, this is why, you know, I, and I was on this website and on these, these forums and people was talking and, and Alex Jones. I'm not playing. I don't play. I'm, my name is So L, Seeker of Truth, Speaker of Truth, Ain't No Conspiracy Theory. You can read this stuff from the, from the website. It's right there. They got it in plain English. Globalization 4.0. What does it mean? After World War II, the international community came together to build a shared future. Now it must do so again, owing to the slow and uneven recovery in the decades since the global financial crisis, a substantial part of society has become disaffected and embittered, not only with politics and politicians, but also with globalization and the entire economic system it underpins. In an era of widespread insecurity and frustration, populism has become increasingly attractive as an alternative to the status quo. They are getting scared. Last time something like this happened, yo, these people in charge was losing their heads. But populist discourse eludes and often confounds the substantive distinctions between two concepts. Globalization and globalism. Globalization is a phenomenon driven by technology and the movement of ideas, people, and goods while globalism is an ideology that prioritizes the neoliberal global order over national interests. Nobody can deny, can deny that we are living in a globalized world, but whether all of our policies should be globalists is highly debatable. After all, the moment of crisis has raised important questions about a global governance architecture. With more and more voters demanding to take back control from global forces, the challenge is to restore sovereignty in a world that requires cooperation. Check out the language. Rather than closing off economies through protectionism and nationalist politics, we must forge a new social compact between citizens and their leaders so that everyone feels secure enough to, sorry, everyone feels secure enough at home to remain open to the world at large. Failing that, the ongoing disintegration of our social fabric could ultimately lead to the collapse 
of democracy. So now you see what the concern is for these people, the collapse of democracy. Moreover, the challenges associated with the fourth industrial revolution, here it goes again, are coinciding with the rapid emergence of ecological constraints, the advent of an increasingly multipolar international order, and rising inequality. These integrated developments are ushering in a new era of globalization. Whether it will improve the human condition will depend on whether corporate, local, national, and international governance can adapt in time. Meanwhile, a new framework for global public-private cooperation has been taking shape. I told you they already started this stuff. Public-private cooperation is about harnessing the private sector and open markets to drive economic growth for the public good. With the environmental sustainability and social inclusiveness always in mind. But to determine the public good, we must identify the root cause of inequality. For example, while open markets and increased competition certainly produce winners and losers in the international arena, they may be having an even more pronounced effect on inequality at the national level. Moreover, the growing divide between the precariat and the privileged is being reinforced by the fourth industrial revolution's business models, which often derive rents from owning capital or intellectual property. So you got to own capital or intellectual property or own capital producing assets. This is what I've been talking y'all. I know some of y'all do, but to the OGs, man, how long have I been talking? Closing the divide requires us to recognize that we are living in a new type of innovation driven economy. Innovation driven economy. Yo, we have to understand that. We are living in an innovation-driven economy. So we went from an industrial, first industrial, third industrial, I mean second industrial, third now fourth industrial, and the new global norms, standards, policies, and conventions are needed to safeguard the public trust. The new economy has already disrupted and re- combined countless industries and dislocated millions of workers. It is dematerialized production by increasing the knowledge intensity of value creation. It is heightening competition within domestic product, capital, and labor markets, as well as among countries adopting different trade and investment strategies. And it's fueling distrust, particularly of technology companies and their stewardship of our data. The unprecedented pace of technological change means that our systems of health, transportation, communication, production, distribution, and energy, just to name a few, will be completely transformed. What? Hold on. Systems of health, transportation, communication, production, distribution, and energy will be completely transformed. Managing that change will require not just new frameworks for national and multinational cooperation, but also a new model of education. A new model of education complete with targeted programs for teaching workers new skills with advances in robotics and artificial intelligence in the context of aging societies. We're getting old. We will have to move from a narrative of production and consumption toward one of sharing and caring. Fam, do you understand the gravitas of the situation that is being described on this show on the foundation? So we're about to move from a a consumer-based economy to a sharing and caring economy is what they're telling me, man. 
Globalization 4.0 has only just begun, but we are already vastly unprepared for it. Clinging to an outdated mind state and tinkering with our existing processes and institutions will not do. Rather, we need to redesign them from the ground up so that we can capitalize on new opportunities that await us while avoiding the kind of disruptions that are that we are witnessing today. As we develop a new approach to the new economy, we must remember that we are not playing a zero-sum game. A zero-sum game means every, there's winners and losers. The, a non-zero-sum game means that there's a game that can be over, a game that can be played, and there's all winners and no losers. I'm just letting y'all know. This is not a matter of free trade or protectionism, technology or jobs, immigration or protecting citizens and growth or equality. Those are all false dichotomies which we can avoid by developing policies that favor and over or allowing all sets of interests to be sued in parallel or at the same time to be sure. Pessimists will argue that political conditions are standing in the way of a productive global dialogue about globalization 4.0 and the new economy. But realists will use the current moment to explore the gaps in the present system and to identify the requirements for a future approach. An optimist will hold out hope that future-oriented stakeholders will create a community of shared interest and ultimately shared purpose. The changes that are underway today, see, I told you it's our, they admit it, they admit it. They talk about a forum in 2021, but then they turn around and say the changes that are underway today are not isolated to a particular country, industry, or issue. They're universal and thus require a global response. Failing to adopt a new cooperative approach would be a tragedy for humankind. To draft a blueprint for a shared global governance architecture, we must avoid becoming mired in the current moment of crisis management. Specifically, the task will require two things of the international community, wider engagement and heightened imagination. The engagement, the engagement excuse me, of all stakeholders in sustained dialogue will be crucial, as will the imagination to think systemically and beyond one's own short-term institutional and national considerations. <laughs> you got to think outside of your country as well as outside of your institution, whether that be a religious institution, family institution, um, so I keep going. These will be the two organization principles of the World Economic Forum's upcoming annual meeting in Davos, Davos, Klosters. I don't know, man. I try, though, which will convene under the theme of globalization 4.0, shaping new architecture in the age of the fourth industrial revolution. Ready or not, a new world is upon us. I ain't trying to freak y'all out. I'm just trying to speak the truth, let y'all know what's goody, 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 goody. Um, what's really good is the Great Reset. I couldn't have named it better myself. I truly, truly believe, truly, truly believe, truly, you know, I'm convicted that, you know, this is something that has never been seen before. We are witnessing history on levels unprecedented. And those in the proper position are going to vastly, vastly benefit more than those who are not sitting on the sidelines and getting information and waiting for the right time to move, you're going to get left behind. It is happening now, right now. And if you're not making moves to get right, 
to get in a position to get good and get gone, you're playing yourself and you're playing your future generations. I know it's a lot. I know it's some heavy stuff, but I'm here for you. You know, my name is So L. I'm the speaker of truth. I'm the speaker of truth, and I ain't playing no games, and I ain't got a 12-step program to sell you. But what I will do is offer, in contract, in trust, an educational trustee training program. You can email me at admin at welcome to the foundation to get more information, but I think it's time. Matter of fact, it's past time. Those that listened to me last year, six months ago, they're, they're benefiting, and they're they're getting they they're they're getting their hands on value assets and the first wave of the wealth transfer has already hit. But there's more waves to come and you can definitely get yourself into position. If you are checking out this show, whether live or archived, and you're not happy with your economic situation, you need to email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You tried everything else. You've made it this far. And left to your own control, this is what this is what has got you. And there's nothing to say anything about that. It's nothing personal about you or say anything about your intelligence. It's about the information that you have, which limits the decisions and actions. That you can make And I'm you know I'm here to fulfill my mission And a big part of that is Trustee training So admin at welcome to the foundation.com I mean Y'all need to check this out Y'all need to check out this video Y'all need to read You need to check this out You need to check this out And then hit me up Admin at welcome to the foundation.com And let's get it popping Let's, let's, Let's make this work all this, these, oh, I, these excuses, they ain't gonna matter. You got 45 seconds, real quick. Left in the broadcast, I'm gonna stream a little bit. 424-222-5250. If you are checking this out online, you will get cut off in about 30 seconds. I thought about this show really heavy, you know. Um, I thought about the way I was gonna come at this show. I put a lot of energy into this show, you know. Um, I would like to say that there's a lot of value, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, currency, a lot of commodities, you know, in this in this episode right here. And I trust that you gain something from it, you know. Like I said, I'm not trying to scare you, uh, but I, I really thought we had more time. I'm just gonna tell you the truth. I did not, I did not see the coronavirus coming. Um, I was not prepared, you know. At all for you know the black swan event You know that was the coronavirus I, I Who saw it coming I thought we had at least another year You know I was thinking I remember I said like I think we got like Six to eighteen months And I think that was like three months later Like this whole thing popped off or something I was completely wrong So I apologize for getting that wrong but I'm still here. We still make moves, man. We still got time. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Anybody, you know, checking out the show, 
if you, you know, trustee or, you know, if you got a consultation and you got your your business in order and you you applied through the business for the economic disaster loan or whatever and you had positive results, I'd like to hear I'd like to hear about it. Uh, I know that, you know, this information changed lives and it changes economic realities. Um, it's just the, you know, you gotta find it. You got to get it. You got to learn it. You got to apply it. The three B's. Believe, begin, become. And, you know, you be doing your dance. You be doing your dance. Don't be scared. There's nothing to fear, yo. Nothing to fear at all. Uh, you know, if, if, if you're going outside and it's raining... And I'm like, oh, it's raining. Does that scare you? No. you just like, all right, I'm going to grab my umbrellas. Let me grab this umbrella, this rain jacket, and these boots. Cover my anklets. You don't get freaked out, lay on the floor, and don't go anywhere. No, you just prepare. This is preparation information for all my preppers in the house. (laughs) Man, my man's typing on the the chat's wide open. Could you look the document over I sent you? Who is this? Who's in the chat? I can't see your name. What is this? This is a private? I'm in the chat real quick. Hold on. Many algorithms. What are you talking about, fam? Oh my God, I had a dream about the grocery store overcharging for food. Double talk. Document I sent you, please. I'll read over again. Thank you. Who is this? I don't get it. Is this a private chat? I can't get it off my screen. Males, algorithm performance is less accurate than most applications involving children. Yo, this, this looks interesting. So I'm just going to copy all this and check it out later. Oops. Because um I'm doing the show, yo. But this this looks interesting. I don't know what document you sent. A lot of people confuse me with Yusuf. And I'm so What is this? Is another one? Close that. How do I get this out of here? Okay, here we go. couple of years ago. Yo, who is this? I can't get this chat off me. I can't close it. Alright, man. I'm about to go to the phone lines. Yo. Purple Pill. Ah, uh, Purple Pill left. Purple, I think Purple Pill got some got some uh, you know, got some of that some of that dance. Yo, please don't ever send me a private chat again. I don't know how to do this. All right, I'm going to go to the phone lines, man. I apologize, man. I just got distracted with this chat. Everything is highlighted. Blog talk is fresh. Uh, What we got? 
Area code 925-1306. 925-1306. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? How you doing, man? Hey, uh, Brian from the Bay. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing. Uh, uh showing my support. Uh, you know, on the Ooh, yo, you muffled, fam. Hold on. Hello? You you really muffled. Can you hear me now? There you go. Whatever you was doing was all bad. Yeah, I don't know. Can you hear? All right. Cool. Um, So, I appreciate what you're doing, of course. Uh, My thing is, I'm I'm going to inspire such that you probably can't get the chance to. So, you know, I'm listening to this and I realized that I made some decisions that I now wish I would have thought you know, by looking for So, I don't have no no money right now, right? I just lost my job. And so, what can I do right now? And let's say I have, uh, also, I'm not personally got great credit right now. So, what can I do to help me in the position to help my family? If I don't got this credit right now I'm not on the work what steps should I try to do to get in the best position hello hello because you lost your job and you have no credit yeah, I'm basically saying I don't got no credit. I got I got bad credit. I lost my job. And let's say, what do I do to start trying to make a move to be in a better position? What steps did you get me to start off with? Um, I'm I would always say that the first thing to do is is to start off with um. You got an inventory. Inventory your skills. Uh, you know, uh, I always say, what do you, what are you good at? What do you enjoy? And what are you passionate about? Um, and then you know, okay. work work on, um, you know, attempting to you know as quickly as possible monetize those skills. Uh, I think you know. Okay. At, at this point, you know, right now. Learning skills on the internet is, is priceless right now. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, starting your own business, starting a dropship company, starting a couple businesses right now is, is what to do. Especially if you have, if you lost your job and not working. Uh, yeah, sure, your credit's a little messed up. But in that, in that situation, you have a lot of time. And right now, there's a lot of protections for people. I would, I would just say, you know, it, right now is time to take inventory of your skills, your passions, and invest time in retraining or adding to your skills and attempting to monetize those skills through uh, the internet, social media, or or something like that. Everybody's on the internet. Everybody's on the internet. Everybody's on the internet. Grandparents, young young children, it's not. Everybody's on the internet now. I remember when you know back in the day it was, you know, it was just young, the young people or you know something like that. And 
whatever. But everyone's on the internet right now. And I think right now with the information we have, like I said, there's really no reason to be poor anymore, in my opinion. And I could be saying that from a privileged position, but it's still my opinion. Okay. All right. So let's say I start doing that and I get to a point when I'm actually able to find something that I like and I'm able to make something from it. What else would, how would I go by trying to, you know, get contact with you? Because maybe I'm not, I'm not a business person yet. I don't, I don't really have a company. How much would I need to try to get a company, you know, or anything like that? You know, that's, that would be my, that's, that's, that would be my question. If I do have some money, but not a lot, where should I try to start at? You know, let's say I only got five hundred dollars right now that I can spare to lose. Where should I go from there? I mean, well, first, don't want to spare to lose nothing. I think, uh, you know, that okay. would be you'd have to invest. <laughs> but I mean, I, wrong, um, but I would definitely get some information. You know, I, you know, look, a consultation with me is fifty-five dollars for an entire hour. In an hour, I can get you a lot of information on how to open your business in a lot of jurisdictions and, and most everywhere except for Illinois. You can have your LLC up and running and everything that you need with less than $500, a lot of times less than $200, a lot of times less than you know $150, depending on you know what state you're in. And A lot of people think that this stuff costs a lot of money and it's very expensive. Uh, the information is expensive. The applications are relatively cheap. As far as I'm concerned, so I would definitely, you know, whether it's me or someone else, you know, you, or you know, get some books or you know, how to start a business for dummies. You know, there's a lot of different resources that you can get your hand on to, you know, start getting making moves and stuff. I would just, you know, you got to begin, you got to start, you got to go, you got to get moving. All right, I like that. Uh, let me. I'm I'm not gonna hold it up. I just want to ask questions that you know, like I said. Um, so let's say. All right, but would it be would it be feasible for me to try to you know start about getting a company, but I'm not really knowing how I'm gonna make the money from it? Would 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 that make sense for me to start a company? And let's say I'm not I'm not sure exactly how I'm gonna get the money coming, in, or should I, or should I focus on that first and have like a residual income and then worry about the company? Um, I mean, honestly, when it comes to that, I think one of the first things to do is to start a start a company. Because even if you um, don't have nothing, even if what? Well, no, I'll say even if you don't know how you're gonna make a uh, profit off of the company. Uh, yeah, I would say yes because. A business credit profile is much more advantageous than an individual credit profile. And even if you don't have no money for business, you're spending money on toilet paper, you're spending money on um, brooms and dustpans, you're spending money on dish soap, you're spending money on laundry soap, you're spending money. And you could be spending that same money from a different entity and building business credit. So that will expand the your access to capital, which expands your opportunities. Even if you don't know what you want to do for business, you can still build the business credit, and then you know amend the operating agreement um, and change the purpose of the business to whatever you decide. You know that that's no problem. All right, 
that that makes I I I can't say nothing wrong with that. Uh the last thing I guess uh for a question is all right, um Yeah. So all right, so I do that cause, so how long would it take for me to be able to actually, you know, if I get past let's say three months from now, I'm actually find someone like I'm gonna do that. And I've been. Would it take me to? How long does it take for a person to actually be able to use the credit to go invest in something or work with something? Is it a long process, or is it like you know a couple of months? Or it depends on how much you know you as far as you pay for stuff. I break, I break, I break business credit down into tiers, and I usually you know allow three, three to four months for tier one. And then I don't know. I would say, I usually tell people six to nine months for tier two, and then you're looking at a year plus for tier three and stuff. And tier one is more of net credit, Uline, Granger, MSC Industrial Supply, you know, uh, Pitney Bowes, these types of things where you know you got to pay in terms of net. So net fourteen, net thirty, net fifty five. you got fourteen days or fifty five days or thirty days to pay the bill. Um, net credit is not revolving credit. You can't make a minimum payment, and that's where people start. Tier, you know, tier one, tier two, start adding, um, you know, business phone lines, getting gas cards for the business, stuff like that. Tier three is straight up, you know, credit cards. You get, uh, you know, business credit from Dell, Apple computers. Uh, you know, there's the different types of vendors that you know start extending credit. Uh, American Express. You know, and then beyond that, but I say, you know, if you're going to work it tough and you're going to work it hard and take it seriously, you can have like tier three credit in like a year and a half or less on a business. And most of y'all know time flies, you know, we we already in June, we already halfway through the year. Imagine that halfway through 2020. So, you know, all you got to do is begin, just start, just start somewhere. All right, and and once the person gets to that position, they should try to contact you so they can be able to um, get further knowledge so they can use the trust or the information that you know about with trust to help them further on. Yeah, yeah, or you know, I mean, you can find a trust mentor. I just, I just. From what I understand, you know, the foundation, we're the only ones that offer everything that we offer in-house. You know, um, business trust, asset trust, family trust, uh, business credit, establishment, um, operating agreements, uh, the system of interrelating trust, uh, asset exchanges into the trust, purchases with the trust, just, you know, just the whole administration of the private entities in the private estate with the public entities. And then, you know, there's other stuff. You can get private family foundations, 501c3 tax-exempt entities. I mean, you know, I feel like the foundation is, you know, all of it's in one spot. You know, private family banking, life insurance policies, private financial endowments, private placement accounts. You know, and these are things that you're going to, you know, establish with a trust or a foundation. And, uh, you know, that's part of that's part of the private education and trustee training. So, um, not to say that we're the only place to get the information, but I think it's, you know, um, you know the foundation. You know, hey, I, I, I ain't never seen nothing like it. Well, that 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 goes to the you know the person that decided that been doing that and the all, all the hard work 
that you've been putting in. You know, you're trying to you're trying to make places where people the goal where you didn't where you didn't have when you started to make it easier. So you know, people appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I was gonna ask another question, but I feel like you know, I'll let somebody else actually have a question that they might need to want to ask. But only thing I would say is. You're right. It's an opportunity for people to make a move, so therefore people need to start jumping in, doing it. You just take one step at a time. So that's it. Yeah, I mean, appreciate you, fam. I'm not um, the switchboard is acting weird, so I don't, I'm thinking I'm gonna end the show after this. But um, oh. nah, appreciate okay. you, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh I can't, wow, man. I can't see the callers. I can see. The chat room messed the call. I don't know what something with the chat room, and then someone you know sent what? a private message, and it messed everything up. Okay, so let I'm me ask read, another question. Read okay. documents or something. Go ahead. All right, so let me ask another question. So you already, we already, you already discussed about the goal, how you could be able, people could be able to start from little, being able to uh, go to little pawn shops and stuff to see silver and learn the spot price, so they could be able to make moves on that. And it still seems like a you know opportunity. So let's say if I was a person that want to look inside life policy, because I'm seeing the power of policy, you know, finally noticing it. Which how much would you recommend for a person to start off with? They they you know don't have a lot. Like would be a minimum. Not like you're an expert or nothing, but you know, would be a minimum you think will help a person start off. With? I would say a minimum of five thousand dollars a year. That's what I would say. Minimum of five thousand dollars. Minimum, minimum, two thousand five hundred a year. But look, using that as a family bank, it's gonna be, it's gonna take a long time to get it, the bank funded. Quote. You know what I mean? At that, you know, I think that's a little of a number. But so yeah. it, it just depends on how much you. If that's that's the least for a person, they can at least get started for five thousand a year. And, you know, yeah. people be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I also teach clients to put all their money in their in their uh <laughs> um, Hey, I ain't trying I teach, to you know, everything. <laughs> no, I mean it's cool. I teach clients to put all their money, like put put all their money in the policy and then just to borrow it out. And then Right. You know it it's it's a uh, and then pay it back. You pay it back it's you know paying yourself well, it's also an expense. It's a write-off, especially if you're using the trust, you know? Right. <laughs> Repayment of the loan plus plus the <laughs> plus the interest on the loan, you know, quote, is a write-off. An expense. It's an expense. It's a trust, you know. But Some of this probably going to weigh Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, I know. But still, so what, though? People, you know, whatever. People need to hear, man. I'm not, just because... You know, it's going over people's head. I mean, I'm not going to say, like, that's how you get used to it. You start hearing stuff that you ain't never heard before, and then, you know, you start asking questions. What does that mean? You know, whatever. So, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, you know, put all your bread into the, you put all your bread and then put all your bread into the, uh, into the policy, right? Okay, check this out. I'm, I'm feeling good today. So, this is what I'm going to say. We streaming too, so it's not live. (laughs) Okay. If you put the policy in the in the foundation that's tax exempt, 
and then you you put all your money into the policy, like all of your income into the policy, you're going to get a charitable deduction up to 30%. And then you can borrow it back. Hmm. So, so you still get a charitable deduction. You, let's say you made $100,000. Let's say I made $100,000, man, and I donated $30,000 to the foundation. And I got a charitable deduction on my taxes for $30,000. That's what I donated. But I still got control of the $30,000 because I control the foundation because I'm the trustee of the foundation. And I can just offer it to, as a loan back to, a you know, let's say like a business trust that is part of the estate you know, or something like that. I don't know. Though. Right. Right. You know? And that might help a person too because the only thing I was thinking is that yeah, as an individual – the individual ain't really um quote unquote paper. They're no longer they're not being seen because they're being going through the the trust and all the other stuff. So all you're doing as the individual is just donating your money. Yeah, it looks weird if the individual donates and then the individual receives a loan from the same entity it donated to. You know what I'm saying? Okay, work. But it it's different if the individual donates and then a trust receives a loan. Like, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I guess it depends on the substantiation. Right. And you might know, you know, might have something to do with that, but that has nothing to do with the individual. I don't know. You know, I, I just execute the contract, man. I'm, I'm the trustee. I just, you know, I follow the contract. I, you know, hey, I have no personal say in what happens. It's up to the board. It's completely just, up to the board. Just a, cog, just a cog on the machine of that, uh, trust, of that trust. Yeah, I'm, I'm under private contract. I, I may have said too much. I think I'm, I'm under non-disclosure, so uh, I may have said too much already. Yeah, I got you. Well, <laughs> um, well, that's uh, like I said, I can I can't think of no more. I'm hoping I'm hoping people actually was able to understand, you know, those questions I was asking. So I hope somebody really benefited from it. And keep doing what you're doing. I- Appreciate what you do, man. You've been doing this for a long time, and understand that if you don't see the proof of proof of your labors now. You're going to see it in the future because you've been planting these seeds, and these people are joint or appreciating it. You could, t- I don't know, you could tell by others that decide to always come on this platform and you know say something. And I'm hoping the from all the other you know people texting each other so that they appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, for people who don't know. You don't have to do this, and therefore, you're doing it at the top of your heart. Most definitely, man. But you know, hey, I do it. I do it for. I do it for the cause, man. I do it for my people. The accolades are dope. I appreciate it, though. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I feel, man. I'm just the messenger. I, I didn't. I'm just. Playing my part, man. All's the world a stage, and I'm out yep. here. You know. All right, all right. I appreciate you calling in, man. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I can mute you though. I'm gonna try. The switchboard is tripping. I'll be, quiet. I'll be quiet. Thanks for appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, peace to the guys. 
All right, y'all, you know, that's it, yo. I know there might be some callers. I'm pretty sure there are because I saw there was more. But then, like, this switchboard is being really, you know, it's being special, you know. I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to chalk it up to faulty internet connectivity, even though I tried to refresh this joint. But it is what it is. I, I do, I do enjoy interacting with y'all though. Though it's a shame, but there it is. I, I, you know, hey, look, I'm not trying to freak nobody out. I'm, you know, I'm keeping y'all informed. I'm telling the truth. It's not about that. But this great reset is popping, and the globalization 4.0 is going down. I highly invite you to look into this information. Check out the World Economic um, great reset. You can you can check it out and you know peruse the website. Check out the materials. Click on the buttons that said learn more. Read the stuff. Take your time and um, see how you feel about it. See how it makes you feel. And if it does, if it makes you feel any way close and you know to how it made me feel, you're gonna want to do something about it. And when you know when you're ready to do something about it, email me admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. You know. Um, I don't know what else to say. The foundation is trust administration, understanding trust law, understanding contract law. Then you can start putting commercial law in there. Then you can start putting, you know, international law in there. People try to make you think law goes from the top down, but it really goes from the bottom up. I guess it depends on how you look at it as above, so below. But as I stand my post, Attentively, it is my duty to bring to your attention what I see is popping. And this thing is no joke. While all this stuff is going on, they're pushing worldwide agendas. And we need to be aware of them and understand the true severity of the situation and act accordingly. Notice how I said act, which is a verb. Description, which is act is what you do. You got to do something. And um, I trust that this, you know, this episode of the foundation has inspired you to do something, you know. So admin at welcome to the foundation dot com, even if it's just a consultation, just to get your bearings, just to figure out, you know, where you want to start. And, you know, tell me, tell me what you want, you know, and I, I take notes and I'll lay it on you. Um, I'm biased. I, I do my best to put myself in your situation and tell you what I would do in that situation. And hopefully that helps. But other than that, it's all about trusty training at this point. And um, I'm here for you. So, like I said, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Check out the email list. Sign up. Free PDFs. Learn up. There's the education tab. Passport No Social, Volume 1 and 2. Trust Series, Volume 1 and 2. Foundation Trust Primer. Learn up. And then, you know, sync up. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Let's jump in some trusty training. Let's get your LLC popping. Let's get you co- Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's bankrupt an LLC and not have it, you know, affect us personally. Why not? I'm doing it at least once in my life. What about you? <laughs> life goals. You know what I'm saying? I got a bucket list. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I love y'all, man. I really do. You know, um, Anybody, you know, who's humble, who values himself, 
who, who's willing to, you know, say I, I made a mistake and I, and I'm willing to learn. And I love I love the mess out of you. And it's y'all that you know keep me doing this. It's, it's the inspiration. It's 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 the, the the voice, the energy, and the cadence in your voice when you call me all excited, man. That's what I live for. I, mean, I would just, I want to help y'all get free, man. I really do because it's a beautiful thing. It's it's gorgeous. It feels wonderful. Absolutely amazing. And you deserve it. If I can get it, you can get it. I come from nothing, from zero, negative. And hey, it's a beautiful thing. So. Believe in yourself. I believe in you. So I encourage you to, you know, check out the World Economic Forum. Be serious about this great reset. And, you know, act accordingly. Check out the archives of the foundation. You know, catch up. As well as, you know, make some moves. Make some distinct moves that benefits you and benefits yours. You can do it. You deserve it. You know, but you got to put in work. When you put in the work, can't nobody tell you you don't deserve it. Straight up. That's when that free will come into play. So, you know, prove to yourself that you deserve it. In the meantime, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. We only get one life. These fools trying to scare us to death. I'm outside listening to birds chirp. Enjoying some cold-pressed coffee. From the Himalayas. (laughs) It's what you make of it, you know? So, you know, hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be all good. And I got your back, you know, so whatever you need, I'm here for you. But in the meantime, you know, enjoy yourself, take care of yourself, but don't play around. And, and you know, take this stuff seriously. Take your life seriously, take your value seriously, take your energy seriously, you know, and take your labor seriously. As well as your emotional health, you know. And your respect. You deserve to be respected. And you deserve to respect yourself. So Stand up. I'll help you up. But let's get this and let's do this dance. So, admin at welcome to the foundation.com if you need a kick in the pants. <laughs> Otherwise, enjoy yourself. I'll catch y'all next week. You know, before you go to sleep, make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight. When you wake up, before you, you know, brush your funky mouth, say 10 things that you're thankful for and watch how your day is different from the day before. And I'll catch you here next week. Same time. Same day, Wednesday. Same network, high frequency. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to do that dance and, you know, fight that good fight against ignorance. Because, you know, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. So, love y'all. Take care of yourself. Ten things you're thankful for. Enjoy yourself. Smile. Take care of the people you love. You know you deserve it, but don't give up and keep working hard. I got you. Have me there. Welcome to the foundation. Be safe. And peace to the gods. High Frequency Radio.